Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing. I'm your host, Erin Marlowe, and each week I'm joined by a panel of guests to discuss all things fandom and pop culture, primarily from a female perspective. You'll find everything from fanfic, to cosplay, to Schitt's Creek, to Supernatural, and everything in between. So put on your favorite piece of fandom merch, set aside that fanfic that you're writing about your OTP, and sit back and enjoy this week's episode. And welcome to It's a Fandom Thing. We are wrapping up our brief WB discussion with a look at the show Gilmore Girls, which if you follow me on my personal Twitter account or if you've listened to any episode in the past like month, you have heard me already talk about this show a little bit and my my watch of it. And I'm sure if you saw any of my tweets, you already sort of know where I stand on this show. Uh, but I have two great panelists with me that will probably, hopefully they'll still love me by the end of this episode. <laughs> we will see, uh, but it but it should be a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to it. But really quickly before I have my panelists introduce themselves, just a quick housekeeping note that a couple of them actually is number one, we do have a Patreon account now. So that link will be in the show notes or you can head on over to our link tree and it is there as well. And for as little as $3 a month, you can help the show. You can help one Black Lives Matter organization and one Stop Asian Hate organization. Uh, You can help us get new equipment, update our equipment, keep our equipment running, um, all that stuff. And you'll get different things for each tier. I've organized it as if you're going to a convention. So you've got general admission, you've got silver pass, and then you've got gold pass. So that's how I organized it. At the gold pass, you do get once a month ask me anything. So within reason, I can definitely veto a question <laughs> if I'm like, there's no way I'm answering that. But you still get the chance to try and ask me anything. And our other little housekeeping note is our wonderful horror logo that one of my panelists today, the other Erin, Erin Amos, she designed that for us. And it's so incredible and lovely that even though we're not strictly a horror podcast, I'm so tempted to just keep it as our logo from now on, but I won't because, yeah, that's kind of misleading. But it's so great, and it's available in our Redbubble store on all sorts of things, like everything from a sticker all the way up to a sweatshirt and just everything in between. So go and head on over there and pick some up. That should be in our link tree as well. Okay, so I'm going to have my panelists introduce themselves and tell me one thing you're into right now, Danelle, who hasn't been on since, I think, Brokeback Mountain. Right. Yeah, so it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, it has. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm excited to be here and talk about Gilmore. Um, so my name is Danelle, and I've been on, on his show a few times. Um, I'm a, definitely a pop culture nerd, so <laughs> um, I have my things that I love, um, and I'm happy to always talk about them. Um, what I'm into right now is Reservation Dogs. I think it is a brilliant show, and if you haven't seen it, please, please, please go support some indigenous filmmakers and watch 
um, Reservation Dogs on Hulu. It is absolutely brilliantly funny, and it's just a great look at um, modern Indigenous life. So I think it's it's a show anybody can enjoy. Um, it's got a lot of quirky humor, um, some seriousness to it, and it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Awesome. And I heard that was just renewed for a second season, so I don't yeah. know if you knew that. So, yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah, I'll have to add that to my list there. And then the other Aaron, what are you? I love that I was referring to you as the other Aaron. I know, I yeah. Saying, Aaron A. It's fine. It, it happens. It's... The better Aaron. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. The one not in charge. Um, <laughs> Danielle totally stole my thing. Um, reserve, <laughs> reservation dogs. Is, yeah. Besides Gilmore Girls, that's um, pretty much the only thing I've watched in the last two weeks. <laughs> It's so, so good. So, yeah. so good. Yeah, no, I love it. Um, I guess we, I also did watch um, the first couple episodes of Lupin on Netflix, which I think is French and it's dubbed, which is also kind of like this interest. I think I only watched two episodes, but it seems interesting, kind of like jewelry heist type of show. So that should be interesting too. But definitely, I think we watched all the episodes of Reservation Dogs, like, I, we came in and there was like four posted on Hulu and we watched all of them in one night. And now it's like, come on, one more, one more. <laughs> awesome. I think this is a first, well, maybe it's not a first where, where both of my guest panelists are into the same thing, but it feels like it's, it's a first. It would have been a first if I was into it too. <laughs> but I have, I've, I, I, you know, as I've said, I have very little time to watch anything else other than stuff for the podcast. Uh, but what I'm into is, well, I'm into the fact that we're going to be all about horror really soon. Um, I'm into the fact that I get to go into dark stuff again. I know I complained about the darkness when I was binging all my Ryan Murphy stuff. But after binging a lot of WB stuff, even though I love WB stuff, I still am like, oh, gosh, darkness come wash over me. So I'm excited <laughs> to dive back into that. But I'm also into, we are doing live tweets every Thursday night at 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time of the new season of American Horror Story. Yes, I know. I just can't get away from Ryan Murphy. But everybody loves our American Horror Story episode. That's like our most popular episode in forever. And uh, so I'm like, okay, I guess I better just keep that 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 momentum going. But it's been fun. Jen from My Streaming Bubble, who is my unofficial podcast brain twin, actually it's official, uh, is tweeting along with me. And so is Susie, frequent panelist Susie. And she Susie is hysterical. So even if you don't watch along, just read her tweets because they are really funny. And then you'll hear me talk a lot about Finn Whitrock's amazing hair. And I just gush about it every week. So it's really funny. But it's but that's been a lot of fun. So that's what I'm into. Okay, so let's get into Gilmore Girls. And once again, I really hope my panelists love me after this episode. Because this was my first time watching this show. So I I, I know it's not for my panelists. Uh, but I, So I'm excited to talk about this one. Even with my thoughts that I'm hoping people don't hate me on. Um, but I want to just get into, first of all, because uh, everybody doesn't know Gilmore Girls is basically the story of a mother and daughter that are a single mother and her daughter. And they live in a town that could be in a snow globe called Stars Hollow and about their their life. Um, and so I want to get the overall thoughts 
your overall thoughts on Lorelai and Rory. Let's first get your thoughts on them as individuals to know. Yeah, and I promise, Aaron, we will always love you. You're fantastic. But if we disagree, right? So we'll go there. Um, and it's fine. That's that's what's fun about this, you know, being able to talk about shows we like and the things we don't like about them. So um, with Gilmore, I love Lorelai. Um, she has her moments, you know. There's, there's times where I want to strangle her too, but I love the fact that she was so tenacious as a 16-year-old who's pregnant to leave her parents' house on her own and to kind of build her life, you know, and to be a single parent that way. The strength that she shows in that is is amazing and, and her resilience. So I've always admired Lorelai, her character for that, you know, and she always does have this outlook of like, I'm going to do better. I'm going to, it's going to happen, you know? Um, so that's one of the things I've always loved about Lorelai. Rory is, I, I love Rory. I know that's not an, a popular opinion sometimes, especially when I've read some of the pre-notes, right? Um, I know a lot of people don't like Rory, but I, I absolutely love her. I think she's her. She's a 16-year-old kid, you know, herself, and she is smart and tenacious like her mother, but yet she's, you know, she's quiet. She's a book nerd and she does her thing. So... I, I, their their connection is beautiful. I mean, yes, it's codependent for sure, but I think in the circumstances that Lorelai had to to go through and to raise her, I, I think it's very understandable. So I've always kind of loved the the closeness of their relationship and and you know just their journey together is one of the things that I appreciate about the show. Awesome. And Aaron, I I really like Lorelai most of the time sometimes just her stubbornness is just i want to shake her and tell her why <laughs> just let it go the fights that her and her mother get in sometimes um and even you can tell she's definitely her mother's daughter as much as she doesn't want to be like her mom she is just like emily um just the stubbornness and the i'm always going to be right and you can you can tell um, that she's kind of brought Rory up that way too, whether she liked it or not. Um, I think, yeah, I like Rory too. And not as much, I guess she's kind of sometimes, I don't know, how do I say? Sometimes she's kind of a little brat. Um, she, <laughs> I, which is not necessarily her fault. Lorelai did it to her, but I think it's, she's like very interesting. Um, character wise i like the evolution that she's gone through through the seven seasons uh i don't know if we're going to talk about the four additional episodes what do we call that the year in the life thing yeah um i really liked the story in those last four episodes as well i yeah lord rory isn't as much of my favorite as lorelei is i guess and I think as characters, they're both really interesting. But as people, I probably wouldn't want to be friends with them. <laughs> okay. Like I said, this was my first time ever watching this show. I had been told for years to watch this show because I was raised by a single mother. This is nothing like what it was like for me being raised by a single mother. Because I think my mom was 100,000 times better than Lorelai. I say that because... I think their relationship, and we'll get into it in a second, is one of the most unhealthy relationships I have ever seen between a mother and daughter because they're so – Lorelai is not a mom I, 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 in a lot of respects. 
she the reason Rory is so insufferable is because she was raised by this mom who treats her like she is like this like golden child who doesn't do anything wrong and it drove me bananas. I I, I like uh, we'll get to a lot of the other characters because I do like characters in this show. I just had a real hard time with both Lorelai and Rory. I had a hard time feeling like either one of them were real people, especially Rory. Rory to me is like this, um, and it could be also the acting, to be honest. But I think of Rory as like this kind of figment thing that's like paper doll that was designed and she doesn't seem to have everything there yet. And it's so it's very interesting watching her because it's like you watch all of these guys fall for her and she's pretty. But other than that, I just always wondered what was it about this girl that gets all these guys? Because to me, she seems very vacant. And I think a lot of that is that she's kind of like, like even in the beginning, she's she's 16. But to me, she seems like she's about 10. And it feels that way for the majority of this show actually all of it it it's very hard and i think especially when she goes to college she's so like um she doesn't know how to be on her own even though her mom always seemed to think she was instilling all this independence but it didn't feel like that um i like lorelei slightly better but the one thing with lorelei and i do agree she's exactly like emily and that's why even though emily is a horrible person I like Emily because she's at least honest about who she is. And Lorelai isn't always honest about that. Lorelai kind of acts superior to people. And the whole town like reinforces this. Not, I mean, the whole town reinforces for the most part that they're this the best people in the world. So for me, it was just it was it was hard to really like these two. And I and I tried because I know how important the show is to some people, but I just couldn't connect with it. I will say, though, as someone who was raised by a single mom and is very critical of the way single mothers are portrayed in media because 99.99% of the time it's awful. One thing I did appreciate is, number one, Lorelai is never portrayed as a slut. And I really did appreciate that because a lot of times single moms are portrayed as sluts. There was never really a time that any of her other relationships seem to take precedence over over her relationship with her daughter and even though that their relationship I don't think is healthy at the same time I appreciated that that it wasn't like she was this messed up person who didn't know how you know was just like kind of fell into this and wasn't didn't like her daughter because she obviously everything is about her daughter so that never happened i did appreciate that i appreciated that she wasn't a drug addict she wasn't an alcoholic well she was addicted to caffeine but that's totally different <laughs> that was more funny than anything that was more of a funny little quirk which i still do not know how they ever got sleep or weren't always shaking all the time i'm like i love coffee but oh my gosh i would be shaking but i guess some people i mean my grandma and my mom can have a cup of coffee right before they go to bed with caffeine i can't do that I, I Me just, too. See, and 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 Aaron A can do that too, apparently too. <laughs> uh, but so so those are my overall. Is that I did? Those are the things that I did appreciate. Was the fact that um, you know that Lorelai was never portrayed as this drug addict slut, um, anything like that, because that's usually how single moms will be portrayed, and that's just not accurate. 
for the majority of single moms. So I, that, that part I really did appreciate. Yeah. So, okay. So let's get into their relationship together, um, as mother and daughter. So what are your overall thoughts on that? Danelle? Yeah, no, um, I appreciate what you said about the betrayal of, of a single mom. Like I grew up with both my parents, so I didn't have that experience, but I also know what you're saying. Like, especially before Gilmore came out, the betrayals were so, you know, one-sided and, and just not very <laughs> complimentary to single moms. And the thing I love so much about Lorelai's story is that, you know, she was kick ass. Like she literally came from this world of privilege, lived in a shack, you know, literally at the hotel that she worked at and had this child on her own and, and became successful herself. You know, she worked her tail off to do that. And I, I think that's a huge testament to single moms. And I think it was a tribute. It was meant as a tribute, you know, um, I think to show that women can do that. Um, women have the strength to do that. And, and Laurel is incredibly strong. And so that's one of the things that I've always loved about this show. And, and again, I totally agree. Their relationship is unhealthy in a lot of ways, um, <clears throat> especially just how intermeshed they are, you know, as especially, and you start to see that as, Rory starts getting closer to graduation. And, and I think Lorelai realizes that too. Um, and I think to her detriment, she realizes that and it's painful for both of them. But I think you caught something and I wanna go back to that. I think Lorelai was an incredible mother for Rory growing up until they became more buddies. You know, and I think that was more of a recent thing before the show starts. I, I kind of, you know, when I look back at like the backstory that you kind of catch throughout the series, and she talks about like her rules, never having a man in Rory's life that she's dating unless it's serious. You know, those kind of things that she she kind of drops as the series goes on. And I I think she really stuck to that. Um, but again, they become pretty, pretty codependent on each other. And that is unhealthy. Um, but at the same time, I think she she tried to raise Rory. And like you said, I think it was Erin who said, you know, she it didn't go so well. <laughs> it was very um you know, Rory wasn't prepared. Um, so I, I think it is interesting as the series goes on, you kind of see Rory unravel just a little bit because she was kind of the star in Stars Hollow. You know, she's known for her her intelligence. She's known for her being pretty girl. She's known for being a smart girl. Everybody loves Rory because she's kind and sweet and, you know, does all those things. And there's nothing wrong with that. I, I know kids, I knew kids like that growing up. I mean, I don't think she's a fictional totally fictional, right? But at the same time, so I, it's hard for me because I don't see the hate. I don't understand the hate for Rory. I really don't. Like, I've always liked Rory. So I'm, I'm just going to kind of go there and just keep saying that because I do, I've always loved the character. Um, I like Lorelai a little bit more. I'm not going to lie. Um, but I've always appreciated Rory for who she was. And I think there is a depth to her. I think she is a 16-year-old kid who's just learning who she is at first. Um, and there are sometimes I want to strangle her, like when she goes to college, right? And she kind of goes through that bratty phase. I think everybody does, though. I mean, if we are honest with ourselves, I think it was a pretty honest portrayal of like, yeah, you know, we kind of do go through that a-hole phase <laughs> um, in our early uh, 20s or late teens. You know, we just kind of are trying to figure out who we are. And I think Rory does that. And she lands in a world of privilege, you know, and I think that's a, an aspect of the show that some people have a hard time with, with Rory and Lorelai. But the thing is, they didn't go back into that world, right, until Rory was older. So 
she wasn't raised in that privilege really until she her mother had to turn to her folks for for help so that's my thoughts i mean i i like to see the evolution and i think if we get to talk about a year in the life i think it it will be interesting if we get to talk about that and what's happened you know after the series ended and then <laughs> the the four the four episodes of if you will afterwards and and where Rory is and and where Lorelai is yeah. after that and Aaron your thoughts on their relationship yeah it's definitely most of the time not the healthiest relationship the codependence I can understand because you know Lorelai was sixteen and she was alone. I, I love the fact that like the whole town raised both of them, essentially. I think that's really sweet that the whole town is so invested, even if it is to like an unhealthy level <laughs> of love for the both of them. But I think it's really sweet that everybody cares so much about both of them, not just Rory, but it, it, I think it's adorable when like Babette and Miss Patty are like, they just love them so much. Like they were their own daughters. It's just adorable. And I love those two, but I just don't understand. I mean, they, Lorelai didn't grow up in the best house. And I'm sure that there was like a lot of don't talk about your feelings, but they're fighting like all the time and they have these big fights and then they don't talk to each other and then they make up. And then like four episodes later, they're in like another big fight and they won't talk to each other. And they're both just so stubborn. And I didn't love that. Um, especially sometimes when it went on a little, a little too long, it could have something to do of like, watching every episode like back to back to back to back <laughs> and it was starting to drive me crazy because this is my third time watching this series i watched it when it was on tv and then again rewatched it before the year in the life came out and then um again just like the last month or so um have rewatched it and then this last week has been like crazy because i was really trying to get to the end and i really wanted to finish it to have everything fresh in my mind so it's been a little intense. Maybe that's not helping my perspective of everything either. But yeah, I, I think it's interesting what you said, Danelle, about them um, not being in this like rich, entitled lifestyle. And Rory still never even sees that she's a part of that for some reason. Um, there was, she wrote some article basically making fun of spoiled rich people. And Logan got mad and she couldn't understand how Logan could possibly be mad at that. And he was like, this is you also like you got into Yale probably because of your grandfather. Like you've been giving all of this stuff because of your rich grandparents. And she, it was just mind blowing that she couldn't see that. And she was mad at him for being mad at her and their relationship. I'm sure we'll talk about later too, but there's some feelings, but I, I don't know. Sometimes Rory is just playing the role of the parent, which you know, obviously the child shouldn't be the one with more common sense, um, especially whenever it gets into Christopher and Lorelai's problems and how Rory is trying to protect her mom. Um, she's very much a lot of times like the responsible party, the voice of reason in everything, which is like cute and charming, but probably, probably not whenever she's having to do stuff like that. So I think it's an interesting relationship again, it makes for great TV, <laughs> I suppose. Yeah, I I mean, I already said, I think it's one of the most unhealthy relationships I've ever seen between a mom and a daughter. 
Um, and, and, and that's, that's one thing that I, you know, about the portrayal of a single mom that I didn't appreciate was having a daughter that was trying to raise her, her mom or take care of her mom or be the responsible one. That to me was kind of annoying. Cause that is a trope you will see a lot as well. I, the reason a relationship, and, and I want to say first off, this is not a show made to binge because a lot of these shows weren't, were before binging. So a lot of these shows, you can't, it's really hard to binge them because it's like, you feel like you're watching the same episode over and over again, or they, they aren't meant to like, all of a sudden you can jump into the next one. Um, like it's, it's just not that way. So it is harder to binge these shows than it is shows made today. I will say that. So that might have a little bit of a, a, a slant on, you know, what it was like for me to watch this, uh, like I did. Um, but, but I do think their relationship is just extremely unhealthy. Uh, they're very codependent on each other. And even when they fight, it's unhealthy. It's like, because I think it's good for them to have those breaks from each other, but it, even the fights feel like codependent in some weird kind of way. I don't know how to explain it. And, you know, like I said, I, I don't like Rory at all. And I don't like Rory at all because she doesn't seem real to me. So it's very hard for me to get a grasp on her. And when I say I think she's been like treated like she's the golden child, I think that's been since birth. I didn't get the impression that they were ever not best friends. I kind of got this impression that the way Lorelai always saw Rory was like this friend for her. Um, and that they could click and that's her best friend. And this is who she can talk to. And this is who she can, you know, watch shows with and geek out about things with. And that's, that's all well and good, but there comes a moment where you kind of have to be like, treat your kid. Like, I don't know, like, <laughs> like a parent. And it never seemed like she was a parent to her. And it was just really obnoxious because then once she got out into the world, she took that feeling of feeling like everybody, you know, like I should be treated like I am in stars hollow. Like I am this amazing angelic child that everybody loves and wants to worship. And so I think that's why she became even harder to take the more the show progressed. And if we have time and we get to a year in the life, I think she's still the same way, honestly, in that. So it, you know, that's, 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 um, Lorelai a little, a little bit different, but that's the way I kind of viewed her even then. One thing that also really, really disturbed me in this show is the character of Dean, who is a very, very, very scary and troubling character. Dean gets angry at everything. He literally will, I mean, I'm not exaggerating when I say this is the way he talks. If some, if, especially with Rory, it was like, just like, okay, she could do anything she did that for some reason contradicted anything he had in his head or made him fear she didn't like him, he would get angry, like just really angry. Like when I watched this show, I was bracing myself and I knew this wasn't going to happen because I already knew, but I was bracing myself for him to hit her. It was very hard to watch that. And what was really hard was watching the fact that her mom was so supportive of this relationship. And I don't, I don't, didn't really like any of her boyfriends, spoiler alert, but, but comparatively i'm like this guy is flipping dangerous and it was and it really bothered me 
that he was portrayed as the good boyfriend out of all of her boyfriends. Like he was the good stable guy and he was so not. And I know a lot of people feel this way. So I know this is kind of the majority. We did a poll of like who everybody thought was the best for for Rory and he received zilch votes. Um, and none of them actually won the poll. But but the re the only reason I bring that up is it really bothered me that her mom couldn't see this. And I know some people pointed out, well, she wasn't really raised well. So that's probably why she couldn't see it. She probably couldn't see that because of that. But it just always seemed so weird to me. And kind of in a way, even though I think their relationship is so unhealthy, it to me, it felt kind of counterintuitive. I kind of thought she would be I totally understood her being leery of Jess I understood that because um I think for her Jess reminded her a lot of Christopher um so that I understood but this part this one really bothered me so I just want to put that in there because that that was one part of their relationship that stuck out stuck out so much because I was just like and I'll, nobody seemed to be able to see it and I was just like oh my gosh this guy is not a good guy and he's dangerous and extremely jealous and extremely possessive. And so I just wanted to say that because that just that just really, really bothered me in this show. So, yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, well, we can get on to relationships. And if you have any others that you want to mention that, um, any others, sorry, I have on here favorite couples or friendships. So this doesn't have to just be romantic relationships, like any kind of friendships as well. And then we'll get into um, favorite characters here. So Danelle, what are some of your favorite relationships and friendships? Michelle is one of my all-time favorite characters. I love him so much. Um so he's just a blast. Um, I always crack up. And Yannick is an amazing actor, so I just get a kick out of him. But anyway, Michelle is one of my favorites, and I think the relationship with him and Lorelai is always pretty fun. They always have some good banter going. Um, and of course, Sookie. I mean, <laughs> Melissa McCarthy is just awesomeness. And yeah, it was fun to see an early show of hers because i i actually caught the show i saw a few episodes when it first aired and then it was like a couple years after like towards the very end that i started watching it so i i started at the first season when it was probably in its sixth season or something like that so most mccarthy had already kind of blown up a little bit and started doing films um so it was fun to go back and see her um and their relationship, I don't know. I, just the stuff at the end with those three is a lot of fun for me. Um, I also love Lane, <laughs> the relationship between Rory and Lane. Um, I think, and I'm, I'm sure we're going to talk more about um, that. I think Lane, what the writers did to her was such a disservice. And, and we'll talk about that later because I think she's such a great character. They got so um, just underutilized. Their relationship is a lot of fun. And I, I think, um, you know, just the fact that they... 
they have their love of music and books and and you know they're just they're just a cute friendship um kind of reminded me of some friends i had in, at that age so it, it took me back to some of that and and my obsessions with music and books and things like that at that age so it was fun to watch that for sure and luke and lorelei is always fun i mean from the very beginning their banter you know he's such a crotchety kind of jerk and <laughs> it's kind of fun um you know to see them kind of play off of each other as well yeah and aaron yes i love luke and lorelei i love how grumpy luke is like all the time except for to lorelei that he just always from the very beginning he gives her whatever she wants and it's so 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 sweet um even she'll ask her something ridiculous and he'll tell her no and then he does it anyway it's just so cute i don't know he reminds me a lot of my husband so that's probably why just grumpy but i can get him to do anything yeah i think they're so sweet together i think they're probably my favorite relationship even whenever they're not together just the friendship that they have at the beginning even i think is really sweet um i agree i love lane she's one of my favorites as well i think the relationship that rory and lane have is great i also um really enjoyed uh lane and zach together until lane got pregnant <laughs> i know but i god that makes me so angry that that was like the best storyline they could come up with is she gets married and gets pregnant the first time she has sex like come on man that's just so ridiculous i think they could have had a lot more fun with those two and really lane like i don't know seems like she could have been i mean she is the more responsible one between the two and i really think they could have done a lot with that of she's got her stuff together she's could have had this amazing career and Zach totally like loved her and supported her and just the having babies. That's just so stupid. Um, but whatever, <laughs> but I love Mrs. Kim and the way she, her evolution and the way she was just like all in when she realizes like Zach is the one and she made Zach write a song before he could propose. <laughs> and it was so cute. And then she's like their little tour manager and, I think the evolution of, of her character coming around and realizing Lane's okay and she's going to support her. I thought that was really sweet. I really like Mrs. Kim. She's always funny, even whenever she was mean and grumpy at the beginning. Um, and some of the interactions that her and Lorelai had are just classic. <laughs> like, are, you, are you making a joke? <laughs> I figured. Yeah, they're really sweet. Um, gosh, I made a whole list and I probably shouldn't go through all of them. Um, I do like Suki and Jackson also. And again, I don't know. The, it always irritates me whenever the go-to is you get married and you immediately start having babies that I don't know why that irritates me, but I guess it's a small town and that's what you do. I suppose. Um, I like Paris and Doyle too. I think they're great together. <laughs> they're like the same people. Um, and they're very intense and I love it. Um, Okay, I'll stop talking. And I really, really like Babette and Maury. I think they're the cutest. That is like my life goal. I want to be an eccentric old lady in a small town. <laughs> Tell people stories about my cats. Only it's going to be dogs. But oh my God, she is so cute. And Maury just like following her around. And oh God, they're adorable. I love it. 
Uh, well, and you know, even though I don't like Lorelai, I do like Luke and Lorelai, uh, mainly because I like Luke. I, I love Luke. Um, I think Luke deserved a lot better than Lorelai, <laughs> but I do like Luke a lot. I think that was the slowest of slow burns though. I want to say that was too slow. I was like, oh my gosh. There, I mean, when it finally happened, I'm like, finally. Um, so I do, I do like them together though, mainly because I like Luke so much. I, um, he is to me, the first Luke would have been because I saw it because I saw this later, of course, was Danny Castellano on the Mindy project is very similar to Luke, except for they ruined Danny, um, on the Mindy project. But on this one, at least Luke was never ruined in my mind. Um, I'm not saying he always did the best things, but he was a great character and had a lot of heart and he felt a lot more real to me. So I really liked them together. And then I, I, I echo Suki and Jackson. I think they were really sweet. I do wish this show had kind of gotten rid of the, um, you know, the, the clumsy, goofy fat chick trope, but you know, but I, I love Melissa McCarthy, but I do wish they had done that. But, but I liked them together. But I do agree about that thing about you know it's it's a big complaint I have all the time is that women always you know the big thing is be all end all is to get married and have kids, and that's just not the way it is for all women. Not all women want to get married. Not all women want to have kids. I don't want to have kids. No way. So that's not you know that's not the be all end all. So that does kind of bother me for both. Suki and Lane. Um, Lane more than anything, just because I think the show really had a wasted potential there. The show should have been her show, <laughs> in my opinion. I think it would have been really interesting. And I, I liked her relationship with her bandmates a lot. Um, I thought that was really fun banter, especially when she was living with them. I liked that. I liked watching her relationship with her mom um, evolve and change. And I loved it when she would actually stick up for herself with her mom. Those were some of my favorite moments, uh, in that relationship there. So yeah, those are, those are some of my, my, my favorite relationships on the show. Yeah. Okay. So let's get into favorite characters. So who are your top three favorite characters other than Lorelai and Rory? Uh, Danelle. Um, I would say probably, um, Suki, Lane and Michelle. <laughs> and I love Luke too, so it's kind of hard. <laughs> in there too. Um, but yeah, those four are probably some of my favorites. I mean, I can gosh, there's so many that I like. I mean, I like Madeline and um those what's her other friend's name? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's blind blanking too, so I don't yeah, know. <laughs> Madeline and Louise and you know, some of the other girls that Rory goes to school with and stuff like that are hysterical. Um, I, you know, like there's all these characters that are just come out, kind of come in and out like Drusella, the, the harp lady, you know, like hysterical, hysterical little part, you know, but she's very memorable, right? Because of just how funny she is. So, um, but yeah, as far as main characters or characters that stick around, um, I would have to say Lane for sure. And Michelle and Suki and, and Luke, you know, I, I just love all those characters. So. For sure. And the friendship, you you know, you mentioned it. I forgot to mention as far as uh, relationships, Suki and uh, Lorelai have such a great friendship. And, you know, I, I, I like watching those two together. And sometimes they're just how they really are there for each other, you know, through the good and the bad. So I think that's Yeah, I, I do agree with that. I do agree with that. Yeah. And Aaron. 
Well, yeah, obviously, I think Luke has got to be everybody's yeah. favorite, right? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think we should count him as a main character um, with Lorelai and Rory because he's like the show wouldn't be anything without Luke, I feel like. Um, he's just like so much a better dad for Rory than Christopher for sure. And whenever Luke finally punches Christopher, I'm not advocating <laughs> violence, but oh my God. He should have done that so much sooner. That was great. Um, I think it's really sweet how Luke kind of thinks of Rory as, you know, his quasi daughter. He remembers everything, all of her life events he's there for. He went to her high school graduation. It was so sweet. So I've, I, yeah, I think Luke counts as the third main character we'll go with. I really like Paris. She is maddening. And sometimes annoying, but I I love it, and I I really love her evolution of how she's like mellowed out <laughs> and <laughs> not so intense. <laughs> and she's she turned out really well, surprisingly, um, almost you know more well balanced than Rory for sure. Uh, I think she was great. Like Emily, I that's probably not popular. <laughs> But I think she's doing her best. She's doing any whatever she's known her whole life. She loves Richard. I think her and Richard are amazing that they love each other so much and she'll do anything for him. And she's trying really hard to be a, a mother to Lorelai and grandmother. Um, I think one of the most hilarious things in the whole show is how terrified she is mm -hmm. of Richard's mother. <laughs> She can't see the parallels between the two of them. <laughs> that is just great. Um, and the fact that she's totally oblivious that she's doing that to her own daughter. Um, but I think she's a really interesting character. And I really like a year in the life whenever she kind of evolves and becomes her own person isn't, isn't dependent on anybody. She doesn't care what anybody thinks anymore. And it's kind of unfortunate that it took that far into her life to realize she can do what she wants because she probably had her own dreams at one point and it all got swallowed up by taking care of Richard. But so that made me happy. That was one of the good things about that last four episodes. Um, also just throw it out there that I do like Jess and I think he's great, but he should not have ended up with Rory. So that's <laughs> my three. I echo Luke, of course, like I've already said, I just, I, I love, loved Luke. They're, wasn't anything about him really that I didn't like, honestly. I think he made a lot of things, you know, really enjoyable to watch. Um, and Lane, and I think the whole show should have been about Lane. And I think Lorelai and Rory should have been secondary. <laughs> That's all to say, because I loved Lane. I th and, I, and I wish the show had done more with her and explored more with her. I really think she was kind of wasted a lot, but I loved her, loved her, loved her, loved her. Um, I, I loved... I loved uh, Michelle too. I thought he was great and he was funny and, you know, he could have easily gotten annoying, but I, but amazingly, miraculously he didn't. And I think that's all on the actor. So I, I think that performance was really great. So I want to say that it, he was really, really, that could have been something that could have become like grading, like nails on the chalkboard, but he didn't. So I really appreciated that. I thought he was great. I, one of the funniest parts with him was when his mom comes in the first time you see his mom and he gets so annoyed with his mom <laughs> and 
it's like because first he like loves his mom and then he's got i don't know that that whole just the way I, I can't remember exactly all the lines but just that whole the whole scene with his mom was so great and wonderful and i did like the way he played off of other people and other characters especially Suki and and um lorelei and in uh and in the a year in the life when um when Suki's in there with all the wedding cakes and he comes in and he he just was like, fuck you, basically. I thought that was so great because it was just, because it was like, okay, he's not going to break who he is. He's not going to change his character. So I thought that was, that was awesome. Um, so those, those are my three. I do say, I do want to say about the parents, about Lorelai's parents, about Emily and Richard. Yes, they did horrible, awful things. They were those horrible rich people who also were kind of a tad bit racist. <laughs> Uh, yeah, just a tad. But I did, I did like them overall. I thought there were some great moments with Emily where you would see little, and this is the performance, where you would see little moments where she had these regrets about her relationship with her daughter that weren't spoken, and you could see that regret in her eyes that she always wished. And she even says it in one episode when they go to that spa where she's always. You know, she's like, why can't we have that relationship? And so I think she had a lot of regrets in her life. And I think that's why both her and Richard doted on Rory so much or started to after, you know, Lorelai borrowed the money for Chilton. I think that was kind of her way of saying, okay, well, maybe I can have a relationship with Rory that I didn't have with Lorelai. So I thought that that was really interesting as well. So just shouting at them. Okay. Well, I just want to know, Danelle. Out of um, Dean, Jess, and Logan, who do you think, and you can say none of them too, but who do you think, what do you think of those relationships and who is your favorite one? Oh, wow. Um, so I found what you said about Dean really, really interesting because I did not get that at all. And it kind of freaks me out that I apparently did miss something there because I honestly didn't get that at all. I felt Jess was the one who was abusive actually, and, and a lot of the ways that he treated Rory, um, especially in their early relationship. And I also got that a little bit from Logan. I think Logan, um, I think every guy that she dates is good for her at the time, if you will. Going forward, I don't know. You know, going into a year in the life, it'll be really interesting to see because I think just really grows up and changes. I think intellectually, um, and just at somebody who's on her level, I think Jess is the one who's truly on her level. Logan has the money and that privilege that she, her grandparents have that Rory kind of inherits, yeah. you know, with the whole thing with children. And I think that makes her them equal. But Dean was never going to be her equal intellectually or he was never going to leave the town. And that was Rory's whole intent was to leave Stars Hollow. And I think... So I, I honestly, I think the only person who could really kind of keep up with Rory would have been Jess. So I don't know. I just, I had issues with all three of them. So yeah, <laughs> it'll be interesting to see. It'll, yeah, I, I really hope, I've, I've heard rumblings and I don't know if either of you listened to, by the way, if you haven't, Scott, um, Scott Patterson has a podcast called I'm All In where he's going back and actually watching his own show for the first time. And he's, <laughs> kind of working with the actors and so it is really fun um if you haven't caught it and um you know he was talking about that too that's one of those things that he was talking about is who should Rory end up with so um 
if you haven't caught it, I, I recommend it. But it's a testament to to his acting and you know the Herman um, and Kelly who play you know Ramley and Richard. They took unlovable characters, you know, who kind of are kind of despicable in a lot yeah. of ways, and turned them into lovable characters. We still, despite ourselves, love Emily and Richard. I mean, they're fun. Um, so, yeah, as far as the relationships go with Rory and her relationships, I. I don't know. I, I would guess Jess would be, like I said, long way to get there. But I, I think Jess is probably, uh, I don't know. It's hard for me to say that, though. Hard for me to say that because I don't. Well, really you would say none, too. <laughs> so, yeah. That's, and that's what won our bowl. That is <laughs> and then I think, I think it was Luke that was second um, place. Or Logan, not Luke. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that would have been weird. <laughs> Logan was second. Yeah. Now I, I really am gonna have to really go back and watch that. I mean, I know Dean gets a little. I, the whole like fight with uh, Tristan was kind of ridiculous, but at the same time, that's typical teenage boy crap um, that I think most girls encountered. But um, Jess, I don't know. Jess is kind of the dangerous one to me, and I think he pulls Rory. He kind of gets Rory out of that small town mindset a little bit. Um, and opens her eyes up to more of the world. So, yeah, I guess I'll just have to stick with that as probably the closest, if anyone. <laughs> okay. And Aaron. Well, I do agree with you, Aaron, about how weirdly possessive Dean was of Rory. That was, yeah, I don't know. It just seemed, yeah, unhealthy uh, the way he felt like she couldn't do anything if it didn't involve him and she couldn't talk to anybody if it didn't involve him. Um, but I don't know. I mean, they're young, they're teenagers, they're in high school, they're in a small town. They, I don't know, but yeah, I don't think she should have definitely ever talked to Dean again after they broke up and especially after she broke up their marriage. But I think, Jess was good for her for a while. And I think the more mature later Jess, whenever he kind of, uh, they meet each other again in, was it season seven at the, at the end, whenever he's got his, he's living in Philadelphia or somewhere with a book printing. And I think that would have been a really good version of Jess for Rory. And I think she could be happy with him then, but I don't think they would have ever been able to stay together whenever they were younger through college and stuff. I don't, I don't think that would have worked out. Um, I do like Logan. I think he was totally in love with her and he was ready to devote himself to her. But I understand that they just, I don't know, that probably wouldn't work out either. I'm guessing. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think Rory, I don't think anybody could deal with Rory for long enough to be with her for the rest of their life. I feel like she's probably going to be kind of a difficult person to be married to, but I don't know. She's got, she's definitely got a type, I guess, between the three of them. Gosh. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know who she would end up with. I, I could see her being with either Jess and they would live like this amazing starving artist life and she could write independent articles for things. Um, but I could also see her with Logan and just having the money to do whatever she wants. And she would probably be very happy in that lifestyle, even <laughs> though she would claim that she wasn't like those people. She's just like those people. So I could see her with both of them, but I don't think she should be with either one. Yeah, I, 
yeah, I, I vote none of them. <laughs> um, and and it's and I also don't. I'm not a fan of uh, any of them. I I think there's issues with all of them. Um, and Logan, I just never connected. I I was just kind of like, okay, rich guy who has a heart of gold trope here. Jess was the trope of bad boy with a heart of gold. Dean, I've already expressed my feelings on Dean, so I won't go there again. But you know, and and Jess to me. I wanted to like Jess. I just couldn't because, and I don't think he was healthy either. I think some of the stuff he did to Rory was kind of shitty and crappy and the stuff he did in Luke, the way he treated Luke. But, but some of that with Luke, I could sort of get because he is a teenager. So he's still got that teenage crap and teenagers are horrible. And then he also is dealing with the fact that his mom is, he doesn't really have a mom and he doesn't have a dad. And so he's kind of feeling like he has nobody who loves him and cares for him. So I think that was kind of, it was like he was afraid to let Luke in because I think he really loved Luke a lot, but he was afraid to let Luke in because he didn't want to be disappointed by that the same way that he was by his mom and his dad. And I, you know, but I just don't think Jess and Rory to me made no sense in a lot of ways because I don't think they had any chemistry. I think their chemistry was non-existent, which is really weird since the actors dated in real life. <laughs> but I just, I just didn't see it as much. I'd, I'd, I, but I didn't see her chemistry with any of them, to be honest. So that could have been where I was coming from. Um, Logan, I think the chemistry was there more than any of the other three. I just... I just wasn't like, I didn't think it was like the best thing. I think she needed to be single. I think she's someone that needs to be single for a while um, and really find herself and discover who she is on her own. Uh, Jess, I liked more in the year in a life when he appeared there, but that's also because to me, I was like, oh, it's Jack. <laughs> And that's, uh, I mean, I, Jack is like one of my absolute favorite characters. So I was like, just like, oh, it's Jack. <laughs> Jack, but a little bit more, you know, rebellious. So I, I liked him more in that. I was kind of like, oh, see, now this, I, I could maybe see him with Rory. So that was kind of one time where I was like, okay, I kind of like him. But yeah, I I don't think it should, I, I would vote none of them. I'd vote more. I think she's someone that it, she shouldn't have to be in a relationship. I think she should try and explore who she is as an individual and not have to have other people in her life taking care of her, showing her the way or pushing her to do certain things. I think it should be just her by herself. I think it would just help her a lot. But yeah, I just want to know because I was just, just curious about that because yeah, it was funny to me that our poll, I thought Logan was going to win our poll because I kept hearing about Logan before. And so I was like, oh, that's probably who's going to win then. So... <laughs> But no, nobody wants her anyway. I really, I really, in your poll, I really wish she had dated Marty. I feel like Marty would have been the perfect person for her. Um, I think if we had a redo. Well, you know, though, you know, and I said again. that in a tweet. I said that in a tweet. I was like, Logan, really? That Marty, Marty is right there. And a lot of people said Marty is very unhealthy too. And Marty has done some really creeped out, creepy things. So I, you know, so I don't know. <laughs> I think they would have been good together. They were both kind of didn't totally fit into that world, but they were at Yale together. Um, and he, you know, didn't seem like a spoiled brat like Logan. I think I think they would have been good. I think we do Felicity style, go back in time and date Marty and see what happens. 
Yeah, or Felicity would have been go back in time and get get Noel and Ben are the the end game. <laughs> That's what yes. we determined. It's Felicity is just insufferable. Um, okay, well, let's get into the series finale. And then, uh, because we do have time, we are going to talk about a year in the life. But first, I want to talk about season seven ending. So the original series finale. Danelle, did you like the way the show wrapped things up? Yeah, I mean, for the most part, I think it was pretty good. I I like the fact that she just didn't end up with the guy. You know what I mean? Like, she chose to go on her own and try to make something of herself. And I think that's Lorelai in her. And Emily, a little bit of Emily, too, I think. Um, kind of driving her to do that. So I was happy with that. Um, you know, I was bummed that we never kind of got the true answer. Is Lorelai with Luke? Or what's going on there? Um so that kind of always bummed me out. But, and again, I just, I'm so pissed what they did to Wayne. I, I'm sorry. I just, Zach is so one, one of my least favorite characters ever. And I, <laughs> oh, they did her such a disservice. Um, anyway, so I really was not happy with Lane's ending at all. Like that just was such a disappointment. Because I think the actress just deserved better. She's so great. Um, and one of my musical heroes, I wish we would have seen her more on the series of, Carol King. It was so great to see her play the record store owners. And um, I wish she would have been able to come back more because she's one of my musical idols. So I grew up listening to her music. So anyway, I always thought that was really cool to have her on the show. But we never kind of got to see That's what true. happened with the record shop or anything like that. They never really finished that. Yeah. So I definitely wanted to know more. And I, I, I'm glad that they did the year in the life. And I'm sure we're probably going to get into that. So I won't go there yet. But um, I've, I've heard rumblings that there might even be some more coming. So we'll see. Aaron, your thoughts on it? Yeah, I liked everybody's ending but Lane's. That was just really sad for her. That yeah. This amazing opportunity came for Zach and she came to the conclusion that she can't even go with them because she's someone's got to take care of the babies. Um, that was just heartbreaking for her. Um, but I like everybody else's. I like the Luke and Lorelai, the kiss, and then it kind of like leaves it up to your imagination. I'm like the optimist when it comes to like series endings. <laughs> Aaron, you yeah. know this. <laughs> of, I like being able to imagine what happens myself. I don't, I don't need, I don't want them to spell it out because then it might ruin it. I like imagining Luke and Lorelai living happily ever after, after like their magical kiss. Um, I'm really glad that Rory said no to Logan and typical of Lord Logan, like throwing a fit and walking away. Like you're young. Why can't you like, why do you have to get married right now? It didn't make any sense. And that I think really saved her a lot of heartache in the long run because he would have been awful with that attitude. Probably sums it up. I guess I liked, I liked all the endings except for, for Lane. I think Rory going on the road was exciting and left it open for us to imagine something amazing for her. And we'll get into why year in the life ruined it. But <laughs> I think I think it left everything left on a hopeful note. And that was good. Yeah, I second what everybody said. I mean, Lane was by far the the worst ending out of all of them, but I liked it. I actually, you know, even though I like I, everyone knows now after listening to this, I'm not a fan of Rory and Lorelai. I actually really, I, I, I liked them in this episode. 
which was interesting to me. And I think it was because we're seeing them kind of separating and, you know, and I also really liked, even though I hated how much they were put up on a pedestal by the town, I loved what the town did, what Luke did really, but I, I loved that. And I thought it was really sweet and almost made me cry. Um, so I, I, I liked it a lot. I, like to the way they left Luke and Lorelai because to me and and I'm not an optimist I'm usually a pessimist but to me I had the same reaction as Aaron I was like oh they're together now I had no doubt about it I because of the way that kiss was it never felt like this kiss like Luke's just kissing her Lorelai doesn't know what to think of this it felt more like Lorelai's oh finally he's kissing me again and we can you know, heal our relationship and get back together again. So that's the way I took it. So I, it's amazing that I was actually optimistic about that because I'm not an optimist at all. Um, but I, so I liked it overall. And I love that Rory didn't end up with Logan. I love that it was more her going on her own because like I said, that's what she needs. And so I, I actually really thought it was really well for, you know, a show that I had so many issues with. I really appreciated the fact that I actually really liked it a lot, uh, except for Lane. Always except for that. Uh, but I liked it a lot. I I um I liked everything about it except for the lane part, I will say. So I thought I thought it was really sweet, fitting for the show too. So I liked it a lot. Okay, so now of course they revived this show briefly for a year in the life, which went through winter, spring, summer, and then fall. So it was all four seasons. Um, and I, like I said, I just finished this like literally four minutes before we started recording. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So Danelle, what do you think overall? And is there a favorite season that you have amongst the four seasons? Good one. Um, well, first, I mean, I want to move to Stars Hollow, right? I wish Stars Hollow was here. I love the people. I just, it's such an idyllic, beautiful town. I mean, the, can we just talk about how gorgeous <laughs> that town is? And like, um, yeah, anyway. I, you know, and I think just the way people care about each other. And I think that's one of the reasons why I love the show is kind of an escape from the crappiness of the real world. You know, like you could go, oh, I'm going to go hang out in Stars Hollow and watch this show where everybody is pretty decent to each other. And yeah, they might fight and argue about crap, but in the end, everybody's kind of got each other's back, you know, and, and that's one of the things like the town meetings are always one of my favorite things. Taylor. Oh my God. We didn't even talk about Taylor. Yeah, Taylor. Yes, Taylor. Hello, oh, Taylor. Uh, some of the, I mean, especially when him and Luke get into it and the ice cream shop, it's just, it's awesomeness. Um, you know, and of course, uh, Babette and, you know, like her interfering with everything. It, like, it's just fun. It's just a lot of fun. Um, so it was really kind of fun. I was really excited about the revival. I was super excited. Um, and there are some things that I liked about it. And there are some things that disappointed me, to be really honest. Um, I was kind of bummed. I expected Rory to go on and kind of do like these great things and be this like hot reporter, like the next Christian Amapur, like she was always bragging about. And, you know, she kind of just, meh, you know, just kind of went flat. Um, and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that she has those codependency issues and why she run around with Logan, even though he's married. And, you know, it was kind of disappointing because you kind of seem, I don't know, for me, it was like Rory's kind of had these high moral standards and then she's <laughs> really not so much. Um, that part was a little disappointing. Um, 
I would have liked to have seen more of what was going on with some of the other characters. I don't think we got enough time with some of the other favorite characters. Um, I, of course, I was thrilled to see Luke and, and Lorelai together and, and happy um, and, you know, content in what they were in their life. Um, that part was pretty cool. Seeing Logan with his group again, the Ominous Paradis, um group, that really rang hollow for me. I was kind of like, wow, it kind of showed the, I mean, it was fun for a moment, but then I was like, really does show kind of the frivolousness, the emptiness of that lifestyle. Because um, it just didn't, it wasn't as fun. You know, like that. the first time you see that group in the series, it was a lot of fun. And then in the revival, it just didn't ring well. <laughs> it just didn't sit well. Um, I loved seeing Paris and her success and who she became. And it, that was great. You know, she's still Paris, very Paris and like, take charge. You know, I'm going to get this shit done because that's what <laughs> bitches do. Like that's just her attitude, you know, like I get shit done. Cause that's what we do. Um, you know, and I, I really kind of would love to see Paris kick Rory's ass a little bit. Um, I really would. I'd love to see that happen. I think Rory could use a good little ass whooping. Um, in, in the year in life so if they do do another revival which like i said i'm kind of hearing rumblings that that might be happening um it would be kind of fun to see that happen so i don't know if they yeah. will though the way they left it right so you know mom i'm pregnant <laughs> what, what was your favorite so, season favorite scene i i really love some of the I, I mean the season like did you like, like uh which season yes oh which season I don't know if I had a favorite, to be really honest. I think the final one maybe was probably the better one for me. Um, I've kind of, I watched them all yeah. at once, so I'm trying to kind of remember. I do like the stuff with Emily, though. Um, I, I think that was really great. And to see her evolution and, and to see, um, that was a little disappointing, disappointing to me that her and, and Lorelai kind of were still doing some of their same stupid stuff. Um, I think again, I think they're just so stubborn, especially Lorelai. And I would have liked to have seen her let go of some of that, especially since her mother was older and you know, her father was gone. And I think they could have easily she could have let some of that go. So, but I did find some of their conversation at least um really, really cool to see that that evolution, at least some of the evolution that I was hoping for. And Aaron. Yeah, I wish that Rory and Paris had stayed in touch. It kind of seemed like they hadn't seen each other in a really long time because I do feel like that Paris would have stayed on her to try harder because it kind of seemed like maybe she just gave up for a little bit. Um, kind of like she, you know, peaked in college and then she just didn't know what to do with herself. She kind of floated around and didn't have a a lot of motivation once she realized the, the world is big and you're not the best out there. I think it was really hard for her to cope with. And she made some really weird decisions <laughs> that probably Paris would have told her, stop being an idiot and don't do that. So I think I, I loved the relationship that her and Paris had. And it's really upsetting, I guess that they didn't stay friends throughout the whole, what was it? Nine years in between. But I do love that Paris is, yeah, just kind of like in charge of everything. And I love that scene where Paris like fires somebody. It was very like an Emily thing to do of Emily always firing the help. 
<laughs> that seemed exactly like what Emily would do and berating everybody. <laughs> I think it was great. Um, I'm, I love Luke and Lorelai that they are together and that they're happy. And I think that that scene at the end, whenever Lorelai comes back from hiking and Luke kind of does this whole, like, we're fine. I'm so happy. I'll never be happy without you kind of thing. And, um, you know, Lorelai's like, we should get married. I think that was like really sweet. Um, his speech that he gave to her again, sad about Lane and Zach. <laughs> There's nothing, but nothing to say other than just like uh, sad. They're like playing music in the living room still. And Lane is, seems to not even have a job, just be taking care of children. Um, and I don't know, Zach's not even really in a, in, in a band anymore. Um, again, they just like ruined their whole, their whole story. But I like, I overall, I liked it. I really, really liked the evolution of Emily through the seasons. Um, and at the end, how she just, she's her own person. And I think it's really sweet that she's letting Berta and like her whole family <laughs> live there and she's okay with it. I think just so that she can have some noise in the house and kind of, she lets the kids run around and stuff, which she would never let Lorelai do anything like that. And she's like coming around to, maybe a little bit realizing the things that she should have let her family do whenever, you know, they were around. But I think it's really cute that I don't know that they're living there. I know it's weird and problematic with that character, but I think it's sweet. And the, the fact that she just realizes all this junk that she has is just junk and she doesn't want it anymore. Um, and at the end where she's like working at the museum and she's happy I just really liked seeing her happy because for so long she didn't seem like she was happy at all. So I think that's great. And I was totally, I liked the whole musical scene with the life and death brigade. <laughs> I thought that was great. It made me smile and I was totally fine until the end with Luke and Lorelai getting kind of going to the square at night and getting like married in the square. And I just kind of lost it there, but <laughs> I love weddings. And then the last, the, the last scene, I think, you know, you know, that was just annoying again. Like, I think it's such a lazy plot tactic to just make people pregnant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did, did you say which one? I, sorry, maybe I missed it, but, but did you say which, which season was your favorite? I think I liked fall. I liked the last one because it just kind of, everything was kind of not great until the end. And again, it kind of like wrapped it up just like the last episode of season seven everything was kind of like wrapped up and hopeful again because you know rory kind of floating around and not knowing what she's doing until that last episode and now she's got a plan she's writing the book maybe she's going to get her life together she's maybe broken up with logan probably not i'm guessing not but she tried so yeah i like the last season besides like that last last scene I believe she turns down the newspaper, right? Like she has that offer. And I'm like, what? You're so good that you can't like, you know what I'm saying? Like what a cool offer here. She has, this, she has a lot of things handed to her over the years. And this is one of them. And I mean, I, I think it's cool. She wants to go out on her own and write a book, but I also thought there's nothing wrong with, you know, coming home and, and being the person who runs the town paper. Is that such a bad thing? So I did find that an interesting choice. I, I, I don't, I wasn't quite sure how I felt about that. I was a little annoyed with her for it. And then I was kind of like, well, maybe that's, a, I don't know. I don't know. 
Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I, I mean, it was it was okay. I I I think it could have been fine. They didn't need to necessarily do this revival. Um, I get why they did it. A lot of shows keep doing revivals, so fine. It was okay. Um, I did. I I thought there were some good moments between um, Lorelai and Emily. I thought it was good they were going to therapy. I thought it was really good that Lorelai was going to therapy more than anything. Um, so I thought they had some good moments during therapy. Um, you know, some of their talks, uh, I, I liked watching Emily a lot in this, you know, and I liked that Lorelai and Luke were still together. I, I liked that it felt a little tiny tad bit like Rory and Lorelai weren't so meshed with each other. So I appreciated that. But overall, it was just kind of like, uh, okay, it wasn't necessary. And I hated the way it ended. With her saying she was pregnant, I'm like, why? Because so that you can make her be a single mom too or something. I guess that was the point. I don't know. It seemed really weird to me. It just seemed tacked on. It seemed tacked on for a couple of things of one, like, okay, maybe she'll be just, she's going to be like her mom or something or like see how everything goes in a circle or something. And then also, I think it was also done as a way to try and get more of this. I think that's why they did it. They did it as a little ploy of being like, well, this is a reason to maybe have us do more if we're successful. So this is a reason to keep watching if we're successful at this and want to come back. So um, that was my thing. I, as far as favorite season season of those, uh, probably the last one, but I, I don't know. I mean, probably the last one, probably fall as well, uh, with the exception of like the end there. But, you know, it was just kind of like, okay, this was cool. I think it would have been fine if they didn't do it. But I mean, I'm glad I watched it just to kind of see, um, you know, and also you see um, all the actors again and and some look exactly the same and then some don't. So that, that I liked that part, but I really wish it hadn't ended the way it did. That was just kind of cheap in a way. I thought it was kind of cheesy and they didn't need to do that, you know, but yeah, I wish we could have seen a little bit more, I don't know, Rory, like, out living a more, it didn't seem like she was even living, like, a bohemian lifestyle. That would have been kind of interesting to see, too. So, but, yeah, yeah. So then I just want to know quickly, just to, to wrap things up, I know we kind of already talked about how it, in a way, how it holds up, so we won't really talk about that. I just want to know, would you want more than Danelle? Would you want them to come back with more? I, I mean, I, I, I think they could leave it where it is, um, but I, I would watch. <laughs> um, I would definitely be game. Um, I think it would be a lot of fun just to see who is the baby daddy. <laughs> you know, is it Chess? Is it Logan? Is it Dean? I'm just kidding. Where <laughs> uh, did Dean come out of nowhere? Because, yeah, it would be really interesting. And I, I do think, you know, I, what you both said, I think it was kind of a, kind of a dumb sort of thing but I again I also think it was to tie everything in I think it was to bring it full circle and you know say that sometimes patterns do repeat in families and here are these patterns repeating and is it a good thing is it a bad thing I don't know but here it is you know like here's Rory kind of but she's also not 16 and she's not on her own really she's got you know a rich grandmother who could help her and she's got a mother who's married in a stable relationship and a nice home and a good job to help her um so it's a different situation but i don't know it 
I could go either way. I could go either way. And Aaron. Yeah, I think a year in the life was pretty <laughs> unnecessary. <laughs> so I enjoyed it and I watched it. Um, but yeah, I I would definitely watch if there was more episodes, but I don't know. Uh, I feel like it might be not what we want and then it might ruin it even more because um, a year in the life kind of, you know, ruined Rory's life, I guess, because at the end of season seven, it was hopeful and good and she was going to go out and do great things. And then they just showed everyone that she didn't know what she was doing. And so who knows what they would do if there was more episodes. I'm a little nervous about that. Not saying I wouldn't watch it. I'd definitely watch it, but <laughs> it's, I don't know if it's necessary. Um, I think the year in the life was kind of, I get why they did it. They probably made a lot of money on it. Netflix probably made a lot of money and it seemed a little bit pandering to the watchers of bringing every single character back for some super special scene, but I would watch it. I wouldn't be mad about it. Probably. <laughs> I'd say no. <laughs> That's all I'll say. I'll just say no. No, they should just leave it. Um, I, th I think if they did, I would like the father of her child to not be any of the guys we have seen. So maybe some miraculous other guy. <laughs> but that's uh, that, that, would, that would be my vote there. Okay. Well, thank you both so much. And um, thank you for for listening. And it was, it was nice to hear other opinions uh, that I'm glad we weren't all in the same boat. Cause I think that actually is better. Um, so it's nice to hear differing opinions. Um, and I'm glad that we, you know, I'm glad that not everybody disliked Rory and I'm glad for that. I really, I am just because I think it just makes for better listening. And I know there are people out there that do agree with that. So definitely. Um, so we'll just close out. And if everybody wants to say where they can be found Danelle. I, you can find me on, I guess I'm on Twitter, but I'm hardly on there and Instagram, um, driven pearls. So you can find me there. And again, thanks for having <laughs> me. And yeah. Aaron. Um, yeah, the same thing. I'm on Instagram and sometimes Twitter when I remember that I have it. <laughs> I, know, I get so excited when you <laughs> pop up. <everyone's> like, <laughs> I, I know. I'm getting on for live tweets yes. for American Horror Story, though. I'm not exactly sure how to do it, but I'm watching for sure. I'll I do like one at the beginning, and then I'm totally <laughs> lost. Where do I reply? I don't understand how Twitter works. I'm such feels so old right now. But on Instagram, I do post things occasionally, and I'm at Geek and So. Um, that's what I do. I awesome. geek and I so. Things. Thank you. Well, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm very active on Twitter, as everybody knows. I'm extremely, I love Twitter. So I'm on there all the time. I love it as awful and horrible as that may be. I think it's the best one of all of them for me. Um, but you can follow my personal account at on Twitter at EAprilBeauty. The E and the A and the B are capitalized. Uh, I'm done with Gilmore Girls, so I'm not tweeting about that. So pretty soon I'll just be tweeting a lot about horror films. And I'll probably still be tweeting about Darren Chris and Finn Wittrock's hair. So that's what you have to look forward to when you're there. It'll probably change eventually. And whatever I'm, I'm geeking out about at that moment, it'll turn into that. Uh, be sure to like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash it's a fandom thing pod. On Twitter at fandom thing pod. No, it's in that one. 
on Instagram at It's a Fandom Thing Pod. If you have any feedback, show notes, once again, if you know of any Ben Noel fic out there, <laughs> email us at It's a Fandom Thing Pod at gmail.com. And um, since this is dropping on Friday the 10th, just a heads up to any of our Colorado listeners, we are going to be out at the Colorado Festival of Horror this weekend. So if you see me there, I will be with a, it's a fandom thing, pod horror pin on there, a media thing. Um, So I'll be out there. So feel free to come and say hi if you do see me. If you've looked at any of our live streams, you know what I look at. Like if you have gone to my Twitter, you know what I look like. So feel free to say hi. Uh, We might have things out there like um, buttons that Aaron made and maybe magnets. We'll see out there. So it should be fun. I'm really looking forward to it. And next week, we're going to kick off horror. Horror. Excuse me. We're going to be all about horror for the rest of September all of October and the first week of November. So this is a lot of horror. I'm very, very excited about it. So I'm just going to briefly, just quickly run down what we're going to be covering since we have a little bit of time here and also keep a lookout. I'm putting together a video. Hopefully it will have dropped by this time. That'll be kind of like a promo of this, but we're going to kick off with next week. We're going to be just dropping some interviews, hopefully from Colorado Festival of Horrors. So um, I keep saying that the horror so quickly that it sounds like I'm saying something else. So excuse me on that. Um, and then the next week we're going to be talking about Stephen King. Um, and then we're also going to be talking about queer horror. And for that episode, we're going to have Roman and Tyler are scheduled to be on, uh, who of course directed the amazing, brilliant documentary Scream Queen, My Nightmare on Elm Street. So go watch that on Shutter if you haven't watched it, or you can also, I believe you can still rent it. Um, and they are just great guys. Go listen to our interview that we did with them um, back in like March. They are just, I just, I adore those two so much. And it's probably my favorite interview I've done. Sorry. I love all the interviews I've done, but I just, I, I adore them. So they're going to be on for that one. Uh, the week after that, we have another great interview with a friend that I went to high school with, uh, Midian Crosby, who runs Munster Midian Special Effects. She does special effects makeup. She's done a lot of things. She has a lot to say about that, about that, about the industry, working the industry as a woman, um, horror, also about other uh, business that she started out there. She lives in Atlanta now, so she, you know, film is big in Atlanta as well. So it's it's a really great interview. So that'll be dropping. One of her favorite, you know, biggest inspirations is Clive Barker. And so we are going to be talking about Candyman on the episode after that. She's not on that one, but I'm just saying that that's how it kind of plays in. We're going to talk about, I've got to watch how many times I say this. So we're going to talk about the new one and then the original one. So I'm not going to say the name again, just in case. Um, and then after that, we're going to, for October, what we're going to do is we're going to split it between paranormal films and slasher films. Um, slasher was our most popular episode that we did last year for horror. So I was like, we've definitely going to do slasher films, but we're starting out, excuse me, with Amityville and Poltergeist. And then we're going to do Insidious and the Conjuring universe. So it'll probably just be about the Conjuring films, but we might fit Annabelle or other things in there as well. And then for slashers, we are doing Nightmare on Elm Street, Scream, Halloween, and Friday the 13th. So that'll be a lot of fun. And then for the first week in November and how we're wrapping it up is we are planning to, so hopefully it'll happen. We're going to have an interview with Neil Frazier from Neil Frazier Graphics, who 
as I said, is um, is making a poster for our horror trivia event, which signups have closed. So, but he's making one for there. He's also going to be on that, and he's just a really amazing poster artist. He's just does some incredible art and some incredible work. If you want to see some of it, go to his website. You can also look at the cover art for our interview with Josh Rubin because he did that scare me poster that's on that cover. So he's just he's really really incredible artist and a really cool guy. So it, that look for that, and then we're going to wrap up things up by discussing Jordan Peele's Us. So that's going to be fun. That's a really full panel. And that I'm really looking forward to just wrapping up with that and discussing that brilliant film. So, yep, we're all about horror. So keep a look out for that. If you love to be terrified, scared, if you just want to hear deep analytics of all of those films, stay tuned for all of that. It should be a blast. And once again, remember every Thursday, 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time right now, we're doing American Horror Story. So look for our live tweets. Look for Aaron to try and figure out Aaron, the other Aaron to try and figure out how to do that. <laughs> and this is a new thing we're going to be doing. So just to let you know, we're going to be doing live tweet, excuse me, live tweets from now on. I'm not sure when this, because this is part one. Um, what's on right now for American Horror Story, Red Tide is part one. And then I don't know what part two is ca called uh, for this double feature. That's why it's called double feature. So I'm not sure when it's all wrapping up, but I'm hoping what we'll do next is Dexter uh, because Dexter's being a revival and as everybody knows that would be my favorite show if it wasn't for the final season so i'm really glad that this one actually is getting a revival i'm hopeful probably too optimistic but we'll see so we're going to be do hopefully do live tweets of that and then we're going to be doing a special dexter episode in december so look for that as well okay well thank you so much so until next time remember it's a fandom thing black lives matter and stop asian hate The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for Season 9. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today.